Hi friends, welcome to episode 14 of Detox Podcast. This one is called A Fool's Forge, and I'm excited to be here with you today. A few quick announcements first. Uh, This week I'm going to be on Talk Recovery Radio. I'm so stoked about that. I've never been on the radio before, so uh, hopefully all these little podcasts have been practice enough for talking live. Um, If you don't know, I record these ahead of time. I don't do them live. Uh, But yeah, so that's going to be on Thursday, October 25th. That's this week um, at 12 p.m. Pacific time or 1 p.m. Mountain time. Uh, It's at 100.5 FM in Vancouver. So you can listen on the internet um, at coopradio.org. That's coopradio.org. It's 100.5 FM and I'll be on at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And yeah, I can't wait for you to listen. I hope you do. I'm so excited. And after that, we are under three weeks away from the Whisper and Roar workshop in Seattle. Uh, you can buy tickets for that at eventbrite.com. And that is going to be the best thing ever. I can't wait to spend time with like-minded people and get into yoga, get into poetry, and just really express ourselves. And it's going to be fantastic. Um, and as always, if you're looking for Pick Your Poison, you can purchase a copy of it on Amazon. Still working on the ebook, uh, but sh- uh, hopefully I should have an announcement for that shortly. Um, yeah, so without further ado, here is episode 14 A Fool's Forge. I can't believe I missed this. Is it possible to miss burning alive? I thought facing the flames was a testament of strength, proof that I'd emerged as hardened steel. I wanted to hold my skin to the fire. I wanted to smile through the bubbles and blisters. How foolish I was. It was a trick. Just another damn illusion of the mind to get me here. Aren't you tired yet, demons? Tired of chasing me around? Well, congratulations. Your sleight of hand worked. Can you smell me burning? Are you happy now? This is a perfect example of be careful what you wish for. I had gotten to a place where craving had stopped showing up every day. I felt stronger. I felt like I had conquered something. And, you know, the the feeling of victory started to wear off. And I made the mistake of thinking that I was bored instead of at peace. So with alcohol out of my system, my conscious consciousness was able to start expanding. And it was expanding rapidly and has been ever since then, ever since I stopped drinking. And I truly was enjoying the struggle of it. Like, to take something horrible out of my life and feel just how much space and amazingness came my way afterwards and the ability for my brain to actually, like, remember stuff. I have so many people these days who, who, like, I recall information and they say, oh my god, you have such a good memory. I'll tell you, I didn't have a good memory um, for all those years that I was drinking. I I felt like a complete idiot all the time. Uh, so that is a huge uh, win for me to have people tell me that I have a good memory. I will cherish that for sure. Um, I love the hardship. I It was brutal. I'm not discounting that. But every time I broke through the chains, it was 
incredible. I crave that feeling. I craved it back then. And, you know, that's an interesting word to have chosen, right? Crave. One craving traded for another. But in this case, it's a good thing, right? To crave knowledge and personal growth instead of oblivion. That's, that's the goal, isn't it? That being said, I distinctly remember missing the feeling of alcohol craving. The intensity of it all. The consuming obsession. And that's crazy. Is that crazy? To, tr- to miss the craving. Miss sitting so close to the edge that like a, the slightest breeze could topple me over. I was white-knuckling the rocky edge and hoping, hoping that I could just hold on a little bit longer so that daylight would come and the craving would dissipate and I could just say I was sober another day. I missed that. What? Okay, well... I, I guess I missed beating it, right? Like, I missed having something so hard that when I beat it, it felt so good. I remember I remember a lot, like, walking into work, and it's, like, so peaceful. It's dark outside. You can still see the moon. Um, I work at, like, 5.30 in the morning sometimes, so um, it's still dark out. You, I can see the moon. It's so beautiful. I have this moment of peace where there's nobody else around. It's quiet. It's still. And then I get this feeling, this thought that enters my head and it's like oh hey maybe you should ask for another challenge and I'm like whoa 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 now the universe has heard me think this now it's gonna give me something horrible I don't want something horrible but do I maybe I do I don't know but there were moments I still I still do that I still do that now but I'm just I keep I remember this poem I remember what happened last time that I asked for this because when I missed the craving and I missed the hardship and I asked for more, it came back as quickly as it had left. I was right there. I was right there in the craving once again. And yeah, be careful what you wish for because I wrote this poem when I was burning because I had asked to burn. And the other thing The really shitty thing about all of this is that at that point in my sobriety, the addiction was still there. I didn't think it was, but it was. And it was sneaking in at moments like this, the wish for a challenge. Was it my growth and my desire for personal betterment that drove this wish? At first I thought, of course, of course it could. How could it be something far more sinister? Could I actually still be controlled by the addiction on such a sneaky level? It wanted me to have the cravings. It wanted me to suffer. It wanted me to be so close to the edge, I might just jump. How do I deal with that? How can something so seemingly good for me actually be a trick? This is insanity. This is not a good place to be. The closer we are to addiction, the more this happens. We can only see in hindsight how destructive this is. In the moment, it feels like we are in control, but my god, we are not. The more distance from alcohol, the better. Sometimes it feels overwhelming, the complexity of it all. And so I 
try to only ask for challenges when I feel like I can handle it. And I don't ask for craving. I don't ask for craving anymore. I ask for, you know, things that that can test me and make me uncomfortable and and make me grow. But I did enough of the craving, you know? I did enough of it. So I want to talk to you guys about something. Um, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, um, weed, marijuana, was legalized in Canada. And typically, for someone who doesn't really smoke weed, that is not, um, that shouldn't change your life, right? Like, all of a sudden, weed is legal. Why would that have any impact? But it does. And you can see it in the fact that there's like four hour lineups outside of the cannabis stores. Like, there's obviously a demand for this. And for me, the second it was legalized, I bought it. I went onto the internet, I went to the Legal Alberta cannabis website, and I ordered it online. Like I was shopping for books. I don't know. And you know what? I'm not a I'm not really a weed smoker. I tried it a couple times in like out after high school and nothing ever happened. It was it wasn't until like five four or five years ago that I actually even got high for the first time after trying it so many times and nothing happening. And I don't know. I don't know if I really liked it. It was really intense. And so I only did it a few times when it was offered to me at parties and, you know, half the time I would decline it, um, especially sober. You know, in the past year and a half, I've done it a handful of times and I regretted it every single time. And last year, um, I'll talk about this later in a poem that I wrote, um, but I did end up buying some a year ago and it was a really, really fucking weird situation. Um, but I'll, I, I would like to explore that with that poem so I don't, you know, so we still have something to talk about when we get there. Um, but now here we are, one year later from that incident that was really derailing to me and really it, it brought addiction and sobriety into question for me. Here I am purchasing it again. And it it's bizarre because it's like, well, I never had a problem with weed. But isn't it kind of the same thing? If you're using a substance to feel different, to feel outside of yourself, to feel non-present, to escape, then that's not really sobriety, is it? And I, I don't know really what I'm doing. I feel very confused about it. I feel like a year and a half has passed, 18 months sober, and now what am I doing? There's this substance that's now legal. Does that mean I have to do it? I'll tell you, I bought it and I've smoked it um, twice now, and I never really got super high. It was really kind of minor, so it didn't give me that feeling like, oh, fuck, like, I'm so out of myself. I never felt super out of myself, which was a blessing. But I don't know. It's just like 
it can just sneak in, you know, like with anything. There is this addiction pathway that is inside my brain and it can be triggered. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It can be anything that I'm using to screw with my clarity, to screw with my connection uh, to the divine, screw with my, just my ability to be present. And I don't know. I, I was so worried about judgment. I was good. I was trying to like think about what I was going to say about it because I knew I had to say something because I knew that holding it inside and pretending like I wasn't smoking it or pretend like, I don't know, it just, it brought out so many memories. Like I would be at home, my boyfriend would be here and I would, I would immediately feel like I, I shouldn't tell him that I'm doing it, even though he's doing it too. I, I didn't know what, I felt like I was hiding again, you know, like I felt like I was being secretive and starting to, to keep things hidden and, and that's wrong, right? We know that it, it's over when you start to lie, right? So I knew that I had to be open about this and tell people about it, even though I felt ashamed. And that's the problem. If you're hiding and you are feeling ashamed about your behaviors and your actions, and then that's the problem. You know that there's an issue. And if you're worried about being judged, think about that. Because I was worried about being judged. I was worried about telling my friends. I, w- I haven't even really posted in my support groups because I didn't want someone to tell me, yeah, well, Denise, you know, maybe you should look at yourself and realize that what you're doing is wrong. I didn't want somebody to tell me that. I wanted to just be able to do it without judgment, without um, interference. And that's exactly what it was like when I was drinking alcohol. I didn't want people to know because I didn't want them to make me stop. So I invite you Canadians especially Canadians now, because it is legal here, everywhere. Be conscious of your decision to smoke marijuana. Especially if you have a substance use issue prior. Because I, myself, am terrified of slipping into bad habits, slipping back into old ways. And... I don't want to feel like I'm burning anymore. I can't believe I missed this. Is it possible to miss burning alive? I thought facing the flames was a testament of strength, proof that I'd emerged as hardened steel. I wanted to hold my skin to the fire. I wanted to smile through the bubbles and blisters. How foolish I was. It was a trick. Just another damn illusion of the mind to get me here. Aren't you tired yet, demons? Tired of chasing me around? Well, congratulations, your sleight of hand worked. Can you smell me burning? Are you happy now?